are listening to True Crime Fiction, feeding your addiction to the best of the written and the spoken word in crime. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so for as little as £1 at patreon.com slash truecrimefiction. Hayley Rubenhall sent shockwaves through the true crime community and specifically Ripperologists, those who specialise in the crimes of Jack the Ripper, by writing about the infamous Victorian case and focusing on the victims. It doesn't sound terribly revolutionary, but given people still question why women are interested in true crime in puzzled and disbelieving tones, it fits with the macho hangover that interest in crime has. Journalist Audrey Gillen follows in Rubenhold's footsteps, focusing on one of Scotland's most famous cold cases, Bible John. In the 60s in Glasgow, dancing was the thing to do, and the most famous dance hall of all was the Barrowlands. People came from all over the West Coast to dance, flirt, dance some more, and in modern parlance, hook up. Not everyone at the ballroom was single, But then not everyone was looking for anything more than a dance. However, the fun time had by all was punctured when in 68 and 69, three women, all petite and brunette, were found dead after meeting a man called John at the Barrowlands and going home with him. Even though the 60s is seen as a progressive and boundary-breaking time, the reality is that outside of the most cosmopolitan areas of the biggest cities, most ordinary people were still struggling with patriarchal attitudes towards sex and women. The attitudes displayed by police towards the murdered woman was similar to those we also saw in the Jack the Ripper case almost a hundred years before and the Yorkshire Ripper case just 15 years later. So enamoured are we culturally by the Madonna-Whore dichotomy. The case was not Scotland's first serial killer, but it did see Scotland's largest manhunt at the time and the first ever composite drawing of a suspect by an artist. Scotland being a small country, even our large cities have something of a feel of a community to them, and the country was shocked, but slowly the case became colder and colder. With the window in which a living person can be arrested and tried beginning to close, there have been many theories and suspects, most well known of which is Peter Tobin, a serial killer and rapist who has already died in jail. Through the decades of speculation, all the focus has been on the who of the killer, not the who of the women, who were easily dismissed and almost faded into the background while the mysterious Bible John became bigger than life in the way that unsolved mysteries often do. Gillen has been interested in the case for a long time. She spends time finding out more about the victims Patricia Docker, Jemima MacDonald and Helen Puttock. And along the way she paints a full portrait of the women, their lives, families, loves and troubles. This in itself is a welcome new chapter. However, it doesn't stop there. While putting the pieces together with her journalist friend Cello, Gillian starts to see another picture, another possibility, another possible solution to who was Bible John and can we bring him to justice. It is the most surprising but at the same time a highly reasonable conclusion 
and one that could only be come to by someone who decided to view the murders not as crimes with the male perpetrator at its centre, but rather crimes that were about the women who were killed. You have been listening to True Crime Fiction, the podcast that is feeding your addiction to all things crime. You can find our website at true-crime-fiction.com, on Twitter at true underscore crime underscore fic, on Facebook and Instagram as True Crime Fiction. Please rate and review on the podcast app of your choice. Music is by Kitty Kitty Meow Meow.